If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Uh, coaching and learning how to best motivate and keep teams going in the, the right direction um, is really one of my passions. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Hi, Eva. How are you? Hey, Wendy. I'm great. How are you? Good. Welcome to Wellness with Wendy. I'm so excited that you are here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Absolutely. Why don't we start off by telling our viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name's Eva Gallagher, and I'm a nurse practitioner by training, um, and I have a PhD in nursing and have been working in the pharmaceutical industry for most of my career for about 25 years now. Um, I currently oversee a medical affairs department um, at Agios Pharmaceuticals, and we develop drugs for patients with rare genetic diseases. Awesome. Now, not, not a lot of nurses know that the pharmaceutical industry is a an option, right? Because that's not something we learn in nursing school. How did you transition from traditional nursing into the pharmaceutical industry? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I was very much enjoying my role as a nurse practitioner. I always worked in oncology and uh, I had a couple of really great mentors um, as a nurse practitioner and um, my son was two years old at the time that I first thought about doing something different. Um, he had a string of ear infections and I needed more flexibility to be able to stay home with him and um, be able to take him to appointments. And um, as a lot of folks probably know that are listening in, um, nursing sometimes doesn't give you that flexibility because you're locked into a clinic or a hospital schedule. And so I started to look around to see if I could find a job that had more flexibility and right at that time, a friend of mine called me and said, hey, I just got a job as a medical science liaison in the pharmaceutical industry. I think you'd be great at it. You should really look at it. And it had that, that flexibility I was looking for. So decided to interview and ended up getting a job 20 some years ago and switched over and have never looked back. I love that. And I left clinical and went into pharmaceutical as a medical science liaison as well. And I had no idea that it was an option. Actually, a drug rep is the one who really introduced me to the role um, and said I would be good. And I, I you know, researched it. I'm like, 
it was really good. It was really, yeah. really, really good. Now, tell me what are some things you learned about yourself being in the pharmaceutical industry? I know for me, I learned a lot about some of my talents, my strengths, my weaknesses. It really developed me as an individual. Yeah, I would say the same. I think uh, what I've what I found is that my passion is for developing people and coaching people. Um, and so um, what I've been able to do in the pharmaceutical industry is developing coach teams, um, global teams. So I, my current team um, includes folks from outside of the U.S. I have uh, team members in, in Europe, in Asia, in Africa, in Brazil, um, across the globe, and um, coaching and learning how to best motivate and keep teams going in the, the right direction um, is really one of my passions. And it's an area that I'll constantly be reading about and trying to learn more of because I think you can't really perfect it. And it's so individualized, but um, but it's it's something that really makes me um, proud and happy as, as I work with people. Yes, I love that. And I, I also manage a global team and it's just amazing the people you're exposed to, the different cultures and really getting to know them. So it definitely is an advantage of just opposed to just working in the U.S., right? Working in an office or a hospital setting where it's kind of the same people. So it is unique in that way. Yet when I joined our pharma as a medical science liaison, I was like a kid in the candy store. So I'm like, oh, I could do that. I could do this. Like, I didn't know I was so creative and innovative ah. and, and strategic, right? Because in the clinic, it's kind of like you see your patients, you see your patients, you see your patients, which is great, great experience, great foundation. But it's something about being um, in another setting where you can leverage those skills that was just so fascinating. Yeah. And I think nurses in general just are great collaborators, great teammates. And so I work very closely, as I'm sure you do with research and development, with our legal team, with our sales team, with our marketing team, and having the skill set to be able to collaborate well with all those different cross-functional teams um, is a is a great skill set that nurses in general um, have to be good at to be successful in their hospital and clinic jobs, and it really transfers over well to the pharmaceutical industry. Yes, for sure, for sure. And I think, you know, nurses, you know, I did a segment on untraditional roles in nursing, which I think it should be a course in schools of nursing. Just yeah, so I agree. Schools, it's not just clinics. It's not just hospitals. It's not just community nursing. There's a whole world out there. And for me, and I, it's not just, you know, local or even regional or even national. It's really on a global scale. Yeah, very much so. I, I agree with you. I think, um, I think that um, there's no bad choices. And I think oftentimes pharma gets a bad name as a, um, an industry to stay away from. And I have found I'm a, I'm a very values driven person. And as long as I work for a company where I met the values match my own values, which is helping patients get better drugs for to treat their, um, their conditions or their diseases. Um, I, I find that um, I, I find as much joy and as much value that I'm creating as a as a contributor to that, as I did at the bedside, it's just in a different way. So exposing nurses to different roles where they can still feel like they're advancing patient care in a different way, I think is really, really important. Yes. And that kind of brings us to our next topic. I want to know more about your company, your initiative, RN to Pharma. Talk to us a little bit about why did you develop this platform and what is it? 
Yeah, thanks, Wendy. So, um, so I have a passion around developing people and coaching people. And what I found over my career as a nurse in pharma is that I was frequently getting calls from nurses um, who had an interest either in, in what I did or how to get their first role in the pharmaceutical industry. And over decades of, of coaching nurses and, and hiring nurses, to be quite honest, into various roles um, on, on the medical affairs side, um, I decided as a passion project to launch a website to compile all the resources that I've been telling people about um, in one place so that I could have people um, go to this one website. It's RN to Pharma, RN the number two um, pharma.com and have access at their fingertips to what they need to really get started. Um, some things that a lot of nurses don't necessarily think about doing when they're starting to look for a role is to create a LinkedIn site to make sure you have that up and running, where to look for jobs, where pharma usually recruits for jobs is very different oftentimes than where hospitals or clinics are looking for nurse practitioners. So making that transparent where they should go to look for openings, um, it, I thought was really key. And then a plethora of other resources and tips that I usually give nurses that are really are starting um, trying to break into the industry. It's really hard to get that first job. But as you know, Wendy, once you have a year or two under your belt, um, it really opens doors for you and you can move around as you see fit. So um, helping them get that first position um, has been something I've been uh, really passionate about throughout my career and finally put uh, put the time into creating a, a website with all those resources in one place for nurses. I have to tell you, I was thinking about my experience transitioning from the clinical setting to pharma. Now, let me just tell you all who are listening, the interview process <laughs> for pharma is so different. Yeah. And for me, I did the research on the role, research on the company. I even reached out to an MSL in my area. I just like Googled her, Maureen. And she was so nice. She walked me through like just the questioning and she really coached me. Didn't know me from Adam, but was just so yeah. nice to just offer her hand. So what you have put together is amazing. It really lays the foundation. And then you also offer coaching, correct? I do. I just got off the phone about a half hour ago with a nurse practitioner who's trying to move into the pharmaceutical industry and had the funnest conversation about things that she could be thinking about and different ways to approach a job in pharma. Everything from the way she's wording her resume or CV to what how she's coming across in an interview. So just tips of having having interviewed and hired um, nurses and non-nurses for different medical affairs positions. Um, I, I love passing along those tips to try to give somebody an advantage in, in the process. Yes, I, I love it. And it would have been a godsend for me many years ago when I entered. And one thing, you know, and maybe you could speak on this, when I was looking into transition to pharma, I was a little intimidated. Um, however, once I got there, I was like, well, they want me for a reason, right? For my clinical, my clinical background and, and experience. Can you speak to that? Because it can be a little intimidating, but what do nurses have? Why would pharmaceutical companies want to hire a nurse? Yeah, I think, I mean, nurses naturally talk to other healthcare practitioners all day long and can educate and um, influence uh, other healthcare practitioners. So, in, when I'm hiring for a position, for instance, a medical science liaison position, I'm looking for somebody that can have peer-to-peer -peer conversations with physicians, pharmacists, other nurses um, to get across to them 
um, information about the disease states that we work in, about the data that we're um, presenting on or publishing. Um, so somebody that can is used to and comfortable having peer-to-peer -peer conversations with other health practitioners is a huge advantage compared to hiring somebody without a clinical background. Yeah, and one advantage we also have is just kind of knowing the landscape of the healthcare institution and leveraging your existing relationships uh, is so, so, so important, you know, when, you, when you're looking to transition from clinical to pharma. So it's just so yeah. valuable. We bring so much, but I just think we go and it's kind of like, we're kind of like a fish out of water, but you're supposed to be there. Believe yeah. us, you're supposed to be there because you have so much to offer. Absolutely. And, and I have felt and have started to really kind of articulate to others when I'm talking about about the pharmaceutical industry, we need nurses. Like we need nurses, um, the way they think, the, the diversity that they bring to the table, no matter what role in pharma, nurse, pharma's better with more nurses in it because of the approach that they naturally take, putting patients first, always thinking about how something, whether it's a protocol or an educational piece, how it's going to land with a patient, they can really bring um, that, that empathetic patient perspective to the table. Pharma will be better with more nurses in it. So it's a bit of a personal mission for me to help nurses find that way into the industry if they want to. Yes, I love that. And if we have, you know, maybe some deans of school of nursing or professors um, you know, who work in the School of Nursing, what would you tell them to, to kind of get this word out there of RN to pharma or just, you know, careers in the pharmaceutical industry? What can they do? Yeah, I think, I think just like what you said at the beginning, having a course or at least a lecture or two on alternative roles in, in, in nursing would be fantastic. That would be a great first step. Um, I, I teach part-time um, just on the side at Georgetown in their um, nurse practitioner program. And as I introduce myself as the pharmacology um, professor for the semester, I always give a blurb and a plug for my role and you know what I did when I was in an uh, advanced practice role in a hospital and a clinic and then what I've transitioned to and why I like it. Um, and I always get um, questions from, you know, emails and questions from students after inquiring about, about um, wanting more information about the role. I've also guest lectured in nursing um, schools about pharma, but it's, it's few and far between. So I think um, like these, these opportunities to let nurses and nurse practitioners know about the various roles and what, what those roles offer in terms of um, uh, not only compensation, but just development opportunities, I think is really, really important. So I'm, I'm all on board with, with your suggestion to have a, a course or at least a, a lecture or two on it in, in every nursing program. And if anyone out there is listening, and I think Eva and I should put it together. Yes, I think so too. <laughs> yes, a good way to collaborate, Wendy. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I know we're talking about nursing and then we're saying nurse practitioners in pharma, but if you are a RN, uh, whether it's associate degree or bachelor's degree, what's your advice for nurses? How can you enter into the pharmaceutical industry? Do you need to be a nurse practitioner? Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of roles that nurses with a bachelor's degree can enter into. Um, sales is one of them. Um, it, it's a fantastic way to 
um, enter into the pharmaceutical industry. Maybe if you love it, um, stay in that role or move up through the sales organization. There's also patient services role, nurse educator roles, lots of different roles for bachelor's prepared nurses as well. I happen to work in medical affairs and oftentimes there is a requirement for um, an advanced degree for a lot of the medical affairs roles, but that's not to say that there aren't many, many other roles that bachelor's prepared nurses are very well suited for. And I do call out some of that on, on the website as well. Yes, I think that that's very, very important because people probably think like, oh, maybe I need an advanced degree or a no. certificate or something like that. But I, I love what you're doing. I love what you created. And that's why when I started, I was like, oh, I have to comment on this because such a needed platform and it, it's long overdue, long overdue. Thank so you. thank you so much for creating that space for us as nurses. Yeah. Of course. I think that, I mean, meeting you through through it has been fabulous. And just, I, I love connecting people with opportunities. So um, yeah, really, really great. Glad to have the opportunity to, to talk to you today and, and welcome any other um, reach outs if there's anyone wanting more information. Yes. So if someone's listening and they want to reach out to you because they want to know more about RN to Pharma or they have questions about your coaching program, how can they get a hold of you? Um, there's an email address that I can say um, right now, support at Arenta Pharma. And again, the two is the number two um, dot com or um, go to the website and you can um, co contact me through there. So arentapharma.com. That is awesome. Well, Eva, this has been such an amazing discussion and we will definitely have to have you back because I want to know how this platform grows because I know it will. Thank <laughs> and you. And your coaching program really evolve and develop. I cannot let you go until we do our rapid fire. Is that okay? Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. So let me know the first thing that comes to your mind to answer the question or finish the statement. Wellness means... Happiness. I know I'm stressed when. I get angry at my husband for no reason. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> my go-to stress management solution is? Exercise. What is something people get wrong about you? Um, that I'm an extrovert. I'm a, a pretty extreme introvert. Ah, okay, okay. What is a quote, a song, or a memory that gets you going when you're starting to feel down or starting to doubt yourself? What gets you kind of rubbed back up? It's funny. I have a little bookmark on my desk that says, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. It was, uh, I think, from the, the first person that uh, summited Mount Everest. So um, always be pushing yourself. Always look for the next thing that's out there. Don't give up. That sort of messaging kind of speaks to me. Awesome. And if there's a nurse who's just starting, you know, their career in pharma, what's the first thing they should do? What, what's your advice to, to that that new nurse in pharma? Network. Network like crazy. Um, anytime that um, I'm starting something new or struggling, I have a tendency to go inward. But when I go outward and lean into my network and just a quick text to somebody or a quick phone call. I always feel better after. So um, reach out to your contacts, make new contacts, use LinkedIn to reach out to people you don't know that have um, the background that you're you're looking to, to connect with. And uh, I'm, I'm always surprised at how, how 
um, those connections really, really help me feel better about wh whatever I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. Networking is essential. And my last question for you is, what is something you learned about yourself during the pandemic? Oh, boy, how much I miss travel um, in this role. I know, Wendy, you probably travel a fair amount, too. I always kind of, um, it, it becomes a bit of a grind in the, the jobs that we do sometimes to travel, but being grounded for that long, um, I realized for my mental health how important it is for me to be on an airplane at least uh, once a month <laughs> or so. so. <laughs> yeah, that's something I miss about the MSO role is the traveling. Yeah. I, I loved it. It was amazing. 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 Well, Eva, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your uh, nuggets with us, your wisdom. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of people reaching out to you from this episode. Thank you so much, Wendy. So nice to meet you. Appreciate you the time. Too. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. Before you go, I would love to share a free stress management resource with you. Go to stressblueprint.com and download your free copy of the three questions to ask when you are stressed. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our author shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.